Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 22 of the Stacey June Show. Welcome to another self-centered Sunday podcast. Today, we are talking about how we can work with excitement. Oh, goodness. It's been so long since I've done a self-centered Sunday. Thank you so much for your patience if you have started to incorporate these into your routine. It's really lovely to be back. I just want to start the podcast with us all taking a bit of a collective big breath in. So if you could just stop what you're doing for a second, even if you're walking, don't obviously take your attention off the road if you're driving, but wherever you are, and just... Take a big, deep breath in and out. Hi, guys. How is everyone? It's an interesting time in my life. I find myself feeling like I have some things together, whether that's to do with work whether that's acceptance in uh, our baby journey, our Bijou baby journey path and just surrendering that process, whether it is my relationships, my friendships. And I think really none of it has been sorted more than it was a couple months ago. I've just worked really hard at being in the today. And I don't know if there's necessarily a trick that I have for this podcast on how you can be more in the moment. I think it's just continuously, although I'm going to give you one, (laughs) I think it's just continuously letting go. And you think at the start of a surrendering process, which if you listen to the Thinker Girl show, I started probably at this time last year. And it's such an interesting, um, an interesting concept because you really do think that once you surrender something, that's kind of it and you're done. But what I think we haven't quite understood is in order for us to get to a layer of equilibrium or I guess point zero, which is I often kind of call it the, ne- the neutral place, imagine it like um, an onion, I suppose, and the core of the onion is that point zero. The core of the onion is the neutral place. And in order for us to surrender you don't just kind of surrender the top layer and then get to the core. There are so many layers of surrendering, even with one particular topic that you're trying to let go, whether it's a relationship. For me, obviously, it's the process of falling pregnant 
and also figuring out, you know, my new career options and my my new goals and the new things I have for the podcast network and other things that I'd like to manifest. There's so many and so many of them all require their own form of surrendering. So it's if you are going through a big transition phase like I am where pretty much every part of your life is starting quite fresh, there's so much surrendering to go because I guess a few options that come off the straight top of my head is that you surrender that you don't know the timing, then you surrender that you don't know how it will quite look in the outcome, then you have to surrender the fact that you feel uncomfortable in the waiting. There's just so many different things that you continue to let go of and I think I have worked really hard on not being impatient with that or maybe, no, that's probably a lie. I think I've been impatient. I think more so I've just not given up. So when I felt like I've let go, I felt like I've surrendered and I feel like at, at times there should be enough, like surely there isn't more to let go of. Like why am I still feeling like I'm resisting this process when it comes to the bub, for example? It's because I've got to let go more. And So it's just being really consistent with not fighting that and going, okay, then I surrender again. And even if it gets to a point over a year, you've surrendered a hundred times, you might end up in this place a year later. That's, you know, over 365 days later of doing this work. Um, And you might feel different. And I do feel different. I feel like I'm in the moment so much more because once you surrender and you get closer to that onion core for a particular topic or issue or thing you're working on, you don't have anything else to grab on. You know, so if I'm, I don't even think about the timing of things anymore. I don't even think about how it's going to come in. I just try and create it, put my intentions forward. I work hard and then I let go. And that could, that definitely equates to single Pringles listening You know, if you are someone that wants a relationship, and I need to watch this because I think a lot of people are single Pringles and very happily single and just working on themselves. But I think that there's a majority of us that do do aspire or at least dream about at one point meeting someone. And, you know, this process, this letting go, surrendering process is so incredibly important in that journey. So, I think that's why I feel like I'm in the moment. That's why I feel more myself, but I feel myself in a new version. I feel really, really content in the present. And and when I think or I'm uncomfortable, I'm very quick to realize that I'm either thinking about the past or the future. And I've been a person that's been consumed by these kinds of quotes and thought processes and books and tips and tricks and all these things that have been thrown in my way, just like you are probably receiving now. And I've heard it in theory, but I haven't quite understood it in the feeling because I didn't really have the space to do the work. You know, I didn't have those spaces to stop and tell myself, I've got to surrender some more. So the last year I've slowed down. I don't do as much. I've given myself the space to be able to get to that place in my life. And I promise you, it's a really nice place to be. So Uh, Welcome to the Self-Centered Sunday. Today, I want to talk about a really quick idea around our anxiety and how we could potentially flip it on its head to be one of of two things. And when I say one of two things, I mean that including the anxiety. So anxiety is one of the things. 
It's funny. I'm an anxious person. I speak a lot about my anxiety. Um, I've figured out over the past three or four months, which this may actually uh, trigger my cough, but my cough is, it may have started off as some kind of infection or maybe a cough or the 100-day cough that was going around Sydney at the time last year, middle of last year. But if I'm really honest with myself, I've always had my cough. I've had a cough in high school. I was the girl that would have the coughing attack and someone would turn around and say, oh my God, did you smoke a packet and laugh? I was the person that would cough in the cinema. You know, there was just always these times where I realized I was one of the coughers. But it wasn't like I necessarily thought there was a real problem with it. I just kind of had a cough and always imagined it was a cold or flu thing that I couldn't kind of get rid of. But I've realized over time that maybe that's where it starts, like the rest of us. We, you know, our immune system goes a bit down and we catch something and it comes out to play. Maybe you get a blocked nose, maybe you get sinus, maybe you get headaches. It comes out in different ways for all of us. So it's pretty normal for me to, uh, you know, have one of those show up in a certain way and mine tends to be cough. What happens with that though is my anxiety clings to it. And I start to tell myself a message about not coughing in places that make me feel uncomfortable, which then evokes anxiety. So say, for example, I'm in a yoga class, we're in Shavasana at the end of the class and I've got a cough and it's a cough from a cold. I'm telling myself, don't cough, don't cough, please don't cough, have a breath. I work in broadcasting, podcasting, radio for a living. I'm I'm on the telly once a week at the moment. I don't want to cough at that time. So I can get really anxious around that time. With the TV stuff, I've really found some tips to calm myself down and I haven't had a problem. But as you can imagine, there's plenty of parts of my life where coffee isn't really, I don't know, it's not the time and a place. It's a little bit more hectic than maybe an average Joe. And when I say average, I don't mean average is in boring or whatever, but just somebody that doesn't do that kind of work. And so I've figured out that my coughs really stayed with me because of my anxiety around it and being conscious of it. And so when I get anxious about it, it feeds into the cough and then it becomes a vicious circle. And I figured out through lots of different uh, healings and different things that I do on the side, um, and I'm doing so much more than I would usually at the moment to try and conceive, it really is um, a vicious circle that I've got myself in. And it's hard to get out of because once your anxiety kind of clings to something, it's it's kind of a bit of a loop. Now, I asked myself the other day when I read a particular quote from an interview, and I did post this on my Instagram page because I thought it was such an incredible share. I read a particular quote and a suggestion of how you can flip your anxiety completely on its head really quickly. And I'll share that with you in a second. But after I read this quote, I... I had to think about all of the things that make me feel anxious and often it will be just before a broadcast or maybe doing a live, maybe doing sunrise like I do on a Thursday generally. It might be, uh, like I said, when I'm at yoga or um, when I'm thinking about something that is not stressful but creating a bit of adrenaline. Um, I might do it in my sleep when I've got to be kind of Um, you know, restful. And I thought it was just all areas that were evoked in my life that, uh, you know, that essentially were particular times that coughing wouldn't be ideal. That's what I thought it was. And that's why the anxiety was there. But this quote spoke to the idea that instead of thinking that the feeling you feel in your body when you get anxious 
is anxiety. So we put a label on it. So imagine we have all of these feelings in our body, but we don't label them. I've spoken about this a bit recently. Eckhart Tolle really opened up this for me on a Super Soul podcast, uh, Super Soul Sunday podcast he did with Oprah. I'll try and find it and put it in show notes. But he speaks of the fact that we are all kind of living uh, organisms in the world, but we've all got labels on. So we've got the label human, trees got a tree label, you know, the soil has a soil label. But imagine we were all living, walking around doing exactly the same things we were doing without the label we just all kind of be equal. And that just goes so much even beyond equality within humans. We'd be equal with things on the earth. And so I want you to do that for a second when you think about the feeling, not anxiety of what it means in your head mentally, but I want you to think about the feeling that you get when you're anxious or what you've put as the label. You've put anxious on as a label to that feeling. So what feeling do you get that you've called anxiety? When do you get it? How do you get it? Does it show up in different parts of your body? For me, as I've just mentioned, mine's showing up in in a cough way a little bit, but I also get a bit of a tight chest. And when I say bit of, a lot (laughs) to the point where in the past, you know, over the past year, I've been in in the osteo where they've had to kind of work through my lower and upper back and my neck because I've been so tight tightly wound up physically that I've needed complete um you know actual releases done by a professional because that's how how physically I'm affected by it Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So that's the way I like associate with anxiety. I have a very tight chest on my front chest and it really kind of leans around my back. And sometimes I'll get butterflies. And as I said, sometimes I'll cough. So then I started to follow through with this quote. And the quote or the suggestion, I should say, was when we have that feeling, instead of putting the label anxiety or anxious on it, what would happen if we changed it to excited? What would happen if you think of that feeling you just identified earlier on For me, it's the tight chest or the butterflies or even the coughing. What would happen if you labelled that with excited instead of anxiety? Because if we're honest with ourselves, now let's think about the feeling we feel when we're excited. So we're about to go to a party that is our party maybe and that there's 30 people waiting for us at the venue. What's the feeling before you do a big presentation that you've worked really hard to do? You know that you, you know, you know you're prepared for it, but you're feeling something. You're excited to actually execute it, but you're nervous. 
What's the feeling before maybe you say a speech at somebody's wedding or 21st or 30th birthday? What is that feeling? And I think in the past, we've put the nervous anxiety feeling on things that really could be explained as an excited feeling. Sorry, the nervous anxious feeling we've put up. But really, we could be explaining it as an excited feeling. And if we think about it, when we're super excited to go to a concert or super excited to go to a restaurant or super excited to go out and you've got that bit of adrenaline running through you, how is it physically forming and how different is it to when you're anxious? Now, I don't want to say that this is as simple as black and white, you know, that some people's anxiety goes very, very deep. And I understand that. And mine does it. In different ways, I can have panic attacks and I can black out. But I'm talking about the things here that happen a little bit more regularly, a little bit more subtly, more on the surface level and every day. Because let's face it, you might have very severe anxiety, but my daily anxiety isn't any better or worse than my panic attack anxiety. It's just a different form. So let's kind of make that really clear here that I'm not trying to make it out like it's light or dark, easy or not easy to live with. It just is. And we all get a right to be able to feel like there's a way for us to discuss this. So let's go back to that and think about the feeling of excited or nervous, that nervous excited energy and the feeling we've labeled anxious. And what would happen if we started to put the label excited on the, on the anxiety feeling, the, the feeling that we've labeled anxious? I had to think about this and it was really life-changing for me. You know, I've had so many things in my life that over the past 12 months that's caused such anxiety that I've, you know, gone into my new project solo, I'm writing a book, I'm, I'm putting together events behind the scenes, I'm doing a lot more things on my own, I'm building a, a business, a new business, and I'm also trying for a baby. And all of those things have, in my old perception of, have brought on a lot of anxious energy. But when I've thought about those things and replaced that word with all of those things have brought on a lot of excited energy, it didn't not make sense. Now, I'm not saying there's no anxious you know, energy in there and you're not anxious at all, but I have never thought about the fact that all of those things I'm very excited about. Sure, they're nerve wracking. Sure, I have to put myself out there. Sure, I'm doing new things, but I wouldn't be doing them if I didn't want them. I wouldn't be doing them if I didn't think they were going to be great for me. I wouldn't be doing them if I didn't believe they were going to evoke transformation and bring joy and potentially money and happiness. You know, I didn't start off doing them because they were hard and bad. And so when we're in the moment, we're so quick to forget why we're doing it. And I really think that this switching up the label from anxiety or anxious to excited reminds us why we're there in the first place, that there's something exciting about why you're feeling that way, because you're putting yourself out there, you're exposing parts of yourself, you're giving it a fair go, you're having a crack, you're doing things that you haven't done before, you're feeling vulnerable because it's new. You're feeling scared because you don't know the outcome. But that's where all of the brilliance is built from. And that's why we're doing it. 
So that energy equally means excited energy. So when I started to change the game, particularly with the baby stuff, and instead of thinking, oh, I feel so nervous about that, I feel so nervous about doing that injection, I feel so nervous about, I also, I change it to, I feel so excited about that because yeah, sure, I'm going to inject my stomach for the first time and used to faint in a second when I saw a needle, but it means I'm excited because I might be a step, well, I am a step closer to meeting a little person that's mine. And that's exciting. I want that because it will bring me joy and, and happiness and lots of good stuff. You can get so stuck in the hard bit that the reason you began it all can be completely forgotten. So please this week, try the flipping for me. Flip it on its head. When you feel that nervous feeling, when you feel that anxious feeling, relabel it to also include, and I'm excited. I'm excited at what I'm doing. I'm excited to be nervous. I'm excited that this nervy feeling is actually excitement in in a bit of a clusterfuck of different things, but the excited absolutely inserts the magic. It inserts the reminder of why you began. It inserts the color, the sparkle, the goodness part of it, because there is good in all of the things that are hard. We just forget because the hard things are very easy to focus on and try and overcome. So if you're feeling something in your body that you've said is anxiety or makes you feel nervous in the past, try and say, I'm excited. I feel excited. And I know your brain will then kind of try and resist it and say, and nervous and anxious. I even did it a couple of times when I was just explaining it again. You're nervous and excited. Try and really flip it where you don't give, you don't give it the nervous and anxiety. uh, You don't give it a stage for a bit, even just one week where you just change the word to excited and see the results. Let me know the results and have a think about how you can put this word into your life to remind yourself as to why you're doing it in the first place. Because there's a really, really good chance that you're not putting yourself through something that isn't worth doing. It's kind of stupid And if you are putting yourself through something that is not exciting or does feel and you feel shit about it, then ask yourself, why the fuck are you doing it? There's got to be an element of a good result somewhere for you to put yourself through that struggle. And if you're just feeling anxious and nervous about something with no positivity around it, then you need to reassess that too. There needs to be some form of sparkle into the hard. And I know sometimes... We could get really, really deep in this and you could be going through hard times that of things that have happened to you that di- you didn't mean to. Sure, getting fired, losing a baby, losing a loved one, those kinds of things aren't things that bring on anxiety that you necessarily feel excited about. But could you find, for a second, find the excitement in the fact that this will transform you for the better? The strength you will get from it will be life-changing. You might not understand it, But how about just trying to be excited for when it does show its face? How about believing that it is going to be exciting and that there is something around the corner for you? Let me know how you go. 
I hope that struck a chord with you. I really felt it when I was explaining it and I've continued to practice it wherever I can remember. It is something that is really, really resonating with me because so many of the things that I've found hard or that are making me feel nervous, a reason. there's a reason. Like I'm doing it for myself. I know that I trust myself and I'm putting myself on a path that's for the better. And whilst as an anxious person, that can be sometimes a little bit harder than a person that doesn't, doesn't overthink everything and doesn't physically feel those nerves constantly, even in your sleep. I'm coughing in my sleep and I'm thinking about things I don't even know that I'm thinking. I get it. But wow, what a change it's made in me, even if it's that you remember to do it once a day. It just lets go of the intensity around it and gives you some purpose as to why it's there. I hope this helps you in some way. If you are listening on a Sunday, a Tuesday, a Friday, hello, I hope you have the most wonderful day. Do something for yourself, even if it's 10 minutes. I mean, I hope that this is something that you come back to, to give to yourself. And I really, really encourage you to continue to do so. I'll drop these up on a Sunday um, every week and we'll be here for you to be able to have different resources for you to think about ways you can self-care differently. Just different little things that you could shift that could really make big changes. Thank you for you being into you. I really thank you for committing to yourself. And I think by listening to these types of shows, you're, you're offering a commitment to yourself that is much more worthy to pat yourself on the back than you realize. So please give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing unreal. If you do like this show or you think somebody is you know, suffering from a bit of anxiety or nerves and this is something that could change their day, I think it's your responsibility to share it with them. As I've said many times on this show, it's not just my responsibility to try and make people's day better. It's not my responsibility to get the word out here. It's all of ours. Life's a bit funny. People are pretty dark. Things are looking, you know, people are looking for things. We're disconnected. If this could be one way for you to give yourself some form of giving today, then please share this podcast either on socials, let me know where you're where you're, um, you're listening and share it and then I can share it with even more people and it allows us all to kind of say, okay, I'm looking after myself and that might just inspire someone else. And if you want to specifically send it to someone, text them the link and say to them, I loved this. I'm not sure if you will, but here's a bit of a love tap or something to do to maybe care for yourself today. Well, you don't have to write anything at all, just send it. Thank you for showing up for you and for me. And if you do like this show, I also really ask you to go and leave a rating and review on the Stacey June show. A few of them have dropped off lately. I think I've got a few of you that are locked and loaded and probably have really been big supporters of mine from the beginning. And I need to keep asking you to do this because it's really important that I grow this audience um, to be able to give them some resources that I suppose uh, I, I had to go and pay for and I had to go and find in different ways. And I think this is a really great space for us to um, combine a whole lot of different tools for our tool belt uh, with the guests and we will be launching a single Pringle podcast uh, in the next few weeks as well and hopefully um, evolve more shows along the rest of the year. So if you do have a single Pringle question, whether it is a a self-care question for when you're by yourself, whether it's a dating or relationship question, it could be that you are in a relationship but you're wanting to go to another level, um, please make sure that you email 
email us at podcast at stacyjune.com. Okay, guys, that's it for me. Have a beautiful day and um, I see you. I just want you to know that I see you and I really, really applaud you for showing up. All right, guys, chat soon. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>